Good morning. It's good to be back. God bless you uh, for being here this morning. I just want to bless you for your presence last evening and your attentiveness and your hunger for what God has, has for us. <clears throat> I bless you for that. Appreciated that singing, that devotional, that reminder that prayer works. There's a guy named Mike who lives in Alexandria, Indiana. And Mike has started with a little baseball. And every day for over 40 years, he has come home from work and he has painted a coat of paint on that baseball. Most days, often, he paints two coats of paint on that baseball. That baseball today, and every time he, he records the time of day, the color of paint. Today it's a tourist attraction. But that Baseball has over 27,000 coats of paint. And it's this big now. I don't know what you feel when you hear that story. But something inside of me wants to scream. Are you retarded? What bondage? What is the point? What is the purpose? Now, if Mike finds rejuvenation, relaxation, whatever, if this helps him, I don't mind, but it would drive me nuts. There's no point painting another coat of paint on this baseball. Day after day after day after day after day. Get a life. Get a life. That's how I see it. If you see it differently, that's fine. But as I think of that, what is the point? What is he living for? Does he have nothing bigger to live for? And every one of us has this question in our minds, in our beings. Maybe not in the forefront of our minds, but we have this question. What's my life for? What is the point? Will I come to the end of my life and will I have lived in vain? And it could very well be that you find your life kind of like Mike, where the thing that you find yourself doing day after day is, seems as pointless as putting a coat of paint on a baseball. 
or worse. Maybe even having a negative effect. Maybe it's not just neutral, but day after day. Why am I here? Why do I exist? That's our question about ourselves. There is a purpose. God didn't just think you up for no reason at all. There is a purpose. God designed you because he wanted you. He wanted to have a relationship with someone like you. And furthermore, he placed us on this earth. It's a wicked place. Some of you are more aware of that than others. But this is a wicked planet. And he has asked us to represent him to the people around us. And as I told you last evening, you're the only one that can represent him in the way he designed you to represent him. Be okay with whatever the way that is. Walk your path faithfully. You can do that. But we're, at, we're in a war against the forces of darkness. He alluded to that in the devotional. We're in a war against this, and we have the name of Jesus, and there's purpose. There's purpose. Living our Christian life in such a wicked place that's huge. That's not just an easy feat. And so, you know, if it were easy to be a Christian, it just come naturally, that wouldn't be anything great. Wouldn't be anything great. So really, the more difficult it is, to represent God, the greater it is, the more glory God gets. So the next time you face something difficult, rejoice in it. Here's my chance. Here's my opportunity. Because that's what you were created for. If you just want to do away with the difficulties so you can spend more time doing something meaningless like painting a baseball, you'll end up being bored. You'll come to the end of life and it will have been a waste. But as you embrace the difficulties, as your opportunity to be that Christian in this wicked world and to represent God beautifully to people around you, your life will not be a waste. So, that's what we're here for. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. We were created.
to bring God pleasure, to bring Him glory. 1 Corinthians 10, 31, Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. If that's not why you get up in the morning, then your day is a waste. If you don't go to work for the glory of God, then your work is a waste. If you go to church for any other reason, then you're going, you know, going to church is a waste of time. If you eat lunch and play volleyball and engage with friends and, and uh, honor your parents and all of that stuff, for any other reason than to bring glory to God, it's a waste. You're wasting your time. You're burning yourself out for futility. You are here to bring glory to God. Westminster Catechism says the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. It's all about Him. It's all for Him. And until you realize that your life is all for Him and about Him, you won't have much of a life. Your life is all for Him. It's all about Him. That's the reason you were created. And if you want to have a life, if you want to have a rich, full, fulfilling, useful, worthwhile life, doing things every day that's worthwhile, then be all for Him. Be all about Him. And you've chosen to do that. You want to do that. Maybe some of you haven't clearly chosen yet. But in order to do that, we choose to be all His, to be in Him, to be one with Him. And when we're one with Him, then we can... those promises that were read this morning are true, that whatever we ask in his name will be done because we're one with him. We're asking what he wants. And so many of us, we go, we, we pray, we say, God, please make this happen. Your will is not being done. May your will be done. And, and then God doesn't answer our prayer right away. And we say, oh, it must not be God's will. No, what we need to do is keep praying and find out, God, why didn't you answer this prayer? What am I praying wrong? Why does this prayer not answer? And we keep praying and we keep praying and we stay before God and we listen and we seek Him until we are praying His will and it's being done. You have chosen to follow Jesus. You want to be one with Him. You want to be in fellowship with Him. And you have chosen to follow Jesus. You have chosen to be His disciple. You have given your life to Him. You have asked Him to save you and to come in. And you have made Him Lord of your life. We call that becoming a Christian. But there's a part in becoming a Christian that we don't hear enough emphasis on. And maybe when you were 6 or 8 or 10 or 12 or 14 when you first became a Christian, yeah, there's no way we can comprehend it. And I, I'm 50 and I still can't comprehend it. And so we need to be reminded of this.
in order to follow Christ, in order to follow Jesus, in order to become a Christian, a choice needs to be made to die. You cannot be a Christian without having decided to die. You cannot follow Jesus without having decided to die. It is impossible. And if you became a Christian, you invited God into your life, and you had a real experience without having decided to die, that's, that's true, that may have been, and that's good, and you may be a real Christian, but you just didn't realize what you were deciding. To decide to follow Jesus is a choice to die. We have four Gospels, and some things are recorded in some Gospels and not another, but there's some things recorded in all four Gospels. And this one thing is recorded six times in the four Gospels. The idea of giving your life away, choosing to die. Let's look at it. Matthew says, if you love your father or mother more than you love me, you are not worthy of being mine. This is Jesus speaking. Or if you love your son or daughter more than me, you are not worthy of being mine. If you refuse to take up your cross and follow me, you are not worthy of being mine. If you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find it. Verse 38 says, if you refuse to take up your cross. What happens on a cross? What happens on a cross? Death. Death, yes. Jesus is saying, if you're not willing to take up your cross and follow him, you can't follow him. It is impossible. Because he took up his cross. And he asks you not to take up his cross, but your cross. That choice to die. Now, this isn't being suicidal. This isn't taking your life into your own hands. No, it's surrendering your life into his hands. And so you take your cross and put it on your back. Stand straight and tall and carry your cross, your decision to die. And you let him take care of the details on how that dying happens day by day. Because we're just that way. We like to be in control. And so, well, I decided to die, so, okay, now I'm going to die. 
No, we can't even decide to die because we, we've given up our life. We like to even be in control of when we make our sacrifices. No, we, no, we, we, we just take up our cross and follow Jesus and walk our path faithfully, one step at a time. And then whatever happens is our opportunity to bring God glory, to follow Jesus, to become like him. Taking up your cross daily. Now, verse 39 says, if you cling to your life, if you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life, if you give your life away, you will find your life. Now, this is a paradox, and I don't understand it all, but it, it's, it's the way it is. That's Matthew. Now, let's look at Mark. If any of you, let's read it out loud with me. Here we go. If any of you wants to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross, and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake and for the sake of the good news, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? If you want to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways. This is how Mark says it. And again, he says, take up your cross. The way I see that is, take up your decision to die. Take up your, and he says it in a different way, take up your decision to let go of your life. That's what has to happen to be a Christian in this wicked world. Luke says it three times. If any of you wants to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways and again, take up your cross. And he adds the word daily and follow me. This is Jesus talking to you. You want to be my follower? This is how you do it. And then you can follow me. Otherwise, you can't follow me, he says. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. Luke says it again. If you want to be my disciple, you must hate everyone else by comparison. Your love for me needs to be that great. Your father, your mother, your wife and children, brothers and sisters. Yes, even your own life. Otherwise, you cannot be my disciple. And if you do not carry your own cross, carry your cross. Not in a, oh, oh this is so heavy. Oh. No, with the joy of surrendered life, I'm following Jesus. Do you want to come with me? I think this church would be packed every Sunday morning, and your church would be packed every Sunday morning if that was how you took up your cross. Standing up straight, carrying your cross. You have nothing to prove, nothing to, nothing to lose. 
You're just living life to the full. And everybody would want to join you because you've, you've died. And your life is hid with Christ in God. And the life that you now live in the flesh, you live by the faith of the Son of God who loved you and gave himself for you. And everybody would want to follow you following Jesus. Luke says it again. Remember what happened to Lot's wife. If you cling to your life, you will lose it. And if you let your life go, you will save it. And then John says, I tell you the truth. Unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone. We have so much loneliness. But its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. Those who love their life in this world will lose it. Those who care nothing for their life in this world will keep it for eternity. Six times in the four Gospels do we have this thought given. Do you think it's important? I think it's impossible. I think it is true. It is impossible to be a follower of Jesus without this. Now, as I said, you may have chosen to follow Jesus, but you didn't really realize this was the cost. We're not going to blame anybody if that's how your choice to follow Jesus was. You didn't really realize that you had to die. We're just going to go with it now because now you know it. And this strange preacher from Arkansas came and reminded you that this is what you signed up for. This is how you follow Jesus. In fact, you can't follow Jesus any other way. So if you're frustrated, if your life feels meaningless, let's get back to the basic and, and go from there. This is where it's at. It doesn't make sense, but it's the way it is. You let go of your life, you will have life. You lose your life, you'll have it. <clears throat> so, define life. Jesus says, let go of your life. So what is your life? Well, we could describe it different ways. Last night, we talked about your life as your path, who you are. And so I think, and you know, I'm not saying put a knife to your throat and kill yourself, but to, to give up your life, to hold it loosely, to surrender it, to let go. But what is your life? Is it your physical Yes, it is your physical body. It is your physical heart pumping and breath. That's your life. When that leaves, we say he lost his life. <laughs> and he did, you know. But that's part of your life, but it's more. It's who you are. It's who you are. 
Jesus talked about what some of it is. He said, your father, your mother, your son or daughter, your wife. That's our life. And we see that in people. Some people's life is wrapped up in their family. And there's a right thing about that to a certain extent. Some people's life is in their job. That's, you hear the statement, well, that's their life. Some people's life is in their hobby or in their friends or in their money or in their possessions. If that's their life, then, yeah, it's just all going to burn up. That'll be futile. But whatever your life is, and I think it includes all of this. My life work is what I go to. Uh, uh, it, yeah. It, all of this is included. So it's your father, it's your mother, it's your friends, it's your money, it's your will. It's the controls of your life. It's your reputation, it's your time, it's your talents. It's your hobbies, it's your career, it's your future, it's your plans, your loves, your loyalties, your personal vows, your comforts, your controls, your physical life, your eternal soul. It's all included. But this morning, each one of you, there's something that comes to your mind. That's the hardest, the most difficult for you to let go of. You're just like everybody else that has ever lived. Define your life. There's a man that came to Jesus and he said, what must I do to have eternal life? He knew his life was meaningless. It was like just painting another coat of paint on a baseball. And he said, what must I do to have eternal life? Jesus played with him a little bit. He said, I'll do all the commandments. Do what's right. Be a good boy. He said, I've done that. And then Jesus said, go sell all you have. Give to the poor and then come and follow me. Jesus said, one thing you lack. And it says he went away sad. Jesus put his finger on the one thing that was this man's life, that he was, it was the hardest for him to give up. <clears throat> now, I said our life includes everything. So when you come to Jesus, you need to give everything. All right? When you decide to follow Jesus... Today, as you're sitting in your seat and you're saying, yes, I want to follow Jesus. That's the only place I can find life. 
It includes everything. And so you go down everything in your mind. Jesus, I make you Lord of this part and this part, and I give this to you, and I give this to you. Everything that comes to yes, everything. I give it all to you. No, all, no, all of it. But there's often that one thing. For this man, it was his money and possessions. For you, it may be that, it may be something else. But the one thing. And it appears like he wasn't willing to give that up, and so he went away sad. Now, I like to think that later on he changed his mind as he saw the church form and develop and grow. He said, I want to be a part of that. These people are so ridiculously filled with joy in the midst of persecution. I want to be a part of that. And I just kind of expect to see him in heaven. I don't know. And I fully believe if at that point he, came, he would have said, okay, I want it so bad, I give it. I give, I'm going to sell all, all I have. I'm going to sell all I have. I'm going to give to the poor and I'm going to follow you, Jesus. I really think Jesus would have said, go for it. But somewhere along the line, I really think Jesus would have said, thanks for being willing. Um, don't sell everything. Uh, keep your business so you can support your family and the church and Paul's missionary journeys and all of that. But I think Jesus was driving at something. And he wasn't willing. I don't know. Maybe Jesus would have left him. But Abraham raised his knife to kill Isaac and, and God stopped him. To me, I see this story similarly. But we get the point. Are we willing? That one thing that's the hardest is kind of an icon for the, our whole life. Are we willing to, to give that up? Once we give it up, it's in God's hands, and then he takes care of us. Almost, well, I need to be careful. So often, usually, he gives it right back. Only better, only more fulfilling. He loves us. He loves us. He wants to exalt his children. But we have to enter the family the right way. There's only one way to enter the family. So we have this statement. You will lose it. If you hang on to your life, you will lose it. Okay? So you have two choices. Either losing everything or losing everything. They were teasing me last night about moving around so much when I talk. But I got to because Darcy fed me, fed me such a big breakfast. I got to work it off. All right? You can either lose everything 
or you can give it away and lose everything. So either way, you're going to lose everything. This way of losing everything is really losing everything for eternity. This way of losing everything will result in eternal life that starts now. In resurrection power, in living in victory over sin and selfishness and Satan. A real life, an attractive life, a life that is living what it was created to do. So it's a no-brainer. You know what you want. The question is, are you willing to pay the price? Will you give up your life? You're either going to lose it or lose it and gain it. You're going to lose it either way. Give your life away. And when you've given your life away, you have nothing to lose. And so that Jesus' statement, my yoke is easy and my burden is light, is only true after you've decided to die, after you've given your life away. And we're not alone in this. God did it first. God gave his son. And so his son came and he gave his life. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. So Jesus chose this way. He said, I give my life. And we have chosen to follow Jesus, so we'll do the same thing. We give our life. We give our life away. Because students aren't greater than their teacher, and slaves aren't greater than their master. Students are to be like their teacher, and slaves are to be like their master. That's discipleship. Disciples follow their rabbi because they don't just want to learn who he's got, what he's got to teach. They want to be like him. And so they mimic how he goes to bed. They mimic how he gets up in the morning. They mimic his personal habits. They mimic his thought patterns. They, they conform themselves to be just like their teacher, their master. And he gave his life away. God gave. Jesus gave. If you want to be like Jesus, give your life away. If you want to follow him, give your life away. If you want to save your life, all of us do, then give your life away. If you want eternal life, give your life away. If you want meaning and purpose and fulfillment, and if you don't want to waste a day of your life, if you don't want to waste a moment of your life, give it away. Just waste it. <laughs> waste it. Give it away in order to not waste it. Give your life away. You know, we like the idea of 
well, we don't like the idea, but when, sometimes when we think of giving our life for Christ, like the martyrs, you know, if, if somebody would come in here, walk in the aisle and hold a gun to my head and say, renounce your faith in Jesus, it wouldn't be that hard for me and probably most of you to say, no. But when you hit daily life, when somebody does something you don't like, or when you're asked to do something you don't like, it's almost harder than what I just said to give your life for Jesus in that moment in that daily grind. But the same power, the same principle is available. In daily life, give your life away. When mistreated, I have a whole list here. When mistreated, give your life away. When asked to make sacrifices, give your life away. When your will is crossed, give your life away. When you face disappointments, give your life away. When others need you, give your life away. When relationships seem one-sided, give, 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 give your life away. When you're afraid what people think, just give your life away. When you're afraid to speak up against wrong, give your life away. When you are afraid to promote the right, Give your life away. When feelings of inadequacy overwhelm you, give your life away. When authority figures seem unreasonable, unapproachable, or not to be trusted, give your life away. When you fear your future, give your life away. When others change your plans, give your life away. When the lonely person talks your ear off, give your life away. When you see someone is sad, give your life away. When you see someone is on the fringes or mistreated or disrespected, put your life on the line, give your life away. When you feel restless and bored, give your life away. When you know people are starving, you give your life away. When you hear of people who can't afford shoes, give your life away. When it seems you have given all your resources and you have nothing left to give, give your life away. And you will be amazed at the new life that springs up from death. When we experience burnout, it is because we are hanging on to some area of our life. When it seems God is far away and doesn't hear your prayer, give your life away. When your reputation is at stake, give your life away. When your parents or children are demanding, give your life away. When you get up every morning, give your life away. When you go to church, give your life away. When you go to work, give your life away. When you go on vacation, give your life away. When you open your mouth to speak, give your life away. And when you have to keep your mouth shut, give your life away. 
When God calls you to prayer, give your life away. When God calls you to fasting, give your life away. When God calls you to praise Him for difficult things, give your life away. When God, or anyone, tells you to do something you don't want to do, give your life away. And when you have given your life away, you are done fighting. You are done controlling. You are done self-protecting. There's nothing to fight about. It's all given away. There's nothing to protect. It's all given away. There's nothing to control. It's all given away. You've decided to die. So much energy is wasted by men trying to prove they are adequate. And so much energy is wasted by women trying to control things and to protect their life. But when you have made the decision to die, when you have taken up your cross to follow Jesus, then his life, new life, Christ's life, will be welling up in you, a spring of water and flowing through you, rivers of living water out of your innermost being, life-giving stuff for everybody around you, including yourself. When God tells us to go into all the world, give your life away. The needs are so great, far away and right here. Give your life away. We spend so much time trying to figure out what color shirt we want to wear or what food we should eat next or what pleasure to pursue next when others are dying without Christ. And the needs are right in front of us, right on your doorstep. Live a life wide open. Be willing to take risks because your life isn't your own anyway. Don't delay. Don't wait till conditions are just right. Don't wait till you have no fears about it. Hate ruts. Despise apathy. Despise average. Despise stagnation and half-heartedness. Give yourself to Christ with abandon. Do what you can do to build, to build his kingdom, to build up others. Give it all you've got for Christ. When God prompts you, be willing to do things you don't think you can do. Think of people you know. Hopefully you can think of at least one person you know, who just doesn't care about anything except God and building his kingdom. And they are so free. They are so fulfilled. They are so impressive, so encouraging. And start while you're young. 
Don't just sit on your path waiting for life to happen. Give your life away now. I want to read a little bit um, about a girl named Brooke. Brooke was a beautiful 14-year-old girl who was in love with Jesus. When she was in junior high, she started a Bible study on her campus. She spent her babysitting money on Bibles so she could give them out to her unsaved friends. Pastors who heard about this bought her boxes of Bibles to give away. Brooke wrote the following essay when she was about 12. It will give you an idea of the kind of girl she was. Since I have my life before me, I'll live my life to the fullest. I'll be happy. I'll brighten up. I will be more joyful than I've ever been. I will be kind to others. I will loosen up. I will tell others about Christ. I will go on adventures and change the world. I will be bold and not change who I really am. I will have no troubles, but, I, but instead help others with their troubles. You see, I'll be one of those people who live to be history makers at a young age. Oh, I'll have moments, good and bad, but I will wipe away the bad and only remember the good. In fact, that's all I remember, just good moments. Nothing in between, just living my life to the fullest. I'll be one of those people who go somewhere with a mission, an awesome plan, a world-changing plan, and nothing will hold me back. I'll set an example for others. I will pray for direction. I have my life before me. I will give others the joy I have, and God will give me more joy. I will do everything God tells me to do. I will follow the footsteps of God. I will do my best. Written in the simplicity of a 12-year-old, but amazing faith. She wrote that when she was 12. During her freshman year in high school, Brooke was in a car accident while, while driving. Her life on earth ended when she was just 14 but her impact didn't. Nearly 1,500 people attended Brooks' memorial service. People from her public high school read poems she had written about her love for God. Everyone spoke of her example and her joy. And the guy that was writing this says he shared the gospel at her funeral and invited those who wanted to know Jesus to come up and give their lives to him. There must have been at least 200 students on their knees in the front of the church praying for salvation. Ushers gave a Bible to each one. There were, they were Bibles that Brooke had kept in her garage hoping to give out to all of her unsaved friends. In one day, Brooke led more people to the Lord than most ever will. In her brief 14 years on earth, Brooke was faithful to Christ. Her short life was not wasted. The words from her essay seem, seem prophetic. You see, I'll be one of those people who live to be history makers at a young age. You're not too young. You don't have to wait on anything. Most of you are older than 14. Do the small things with great love and great faith. Don't just sit on your path waiting. Don't waste a day of your life. 
Today may be your last day. Don't waste a moment of your life. Today may be your last moment. What are you hanging on to today that you're not willing to let go the controls of? What are you afraid God or others will ask of you that you're not willing to let, that you're not willing to just let go and be free? You will lose your life. Or you will give your life away and have life.